Okay. Um, so there are two scriptures today. And the first one is uh, Colossians chapter one from verse um, from verse three to twenty-three. And then the second one is will be taken from um, book of Psalms chapter thirty-seven and just in a few verses. Um, but we'll start with Colossians 1. So without any delay, let me read Colossians 1 from verse 3. I'm reading from the New King James translation. It says, we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has always in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it is always among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the spirit. Verse 9, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and in an increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Verse 13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invincible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invincible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Verse 19, for it is for it pleased the Father that in all that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth of things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless 
and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became minister. Um, let me see if we should um, read the other ones. Or Okay, let's just start with this. When um, we want to touch on Psalms 37, I'll read it. So this scripture is a letter, one of the letters of Paul to the church in Colossae. And um, of course, he starts off, um, Paul is always starting with his salutation, saying that, oh, him being the apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and, you know, um, from Timothy. And he writes this to the saints and the faithful brethren in Christ in Colossae. And then he starts off with, he says, we give thanks to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints. So two things, faith in Christ Jesus, love for all the saints. As I was reading it, I realized that it is our faith in Christ Jesus that produces love for all the saints. I think if you look at this too, you see that faith in Christ Jesus encompasses, you know, walking with him every day, following him, loving him, you know, trusting in him, obeying him. All I believe is encompassed in that phrase, the faith, their faith in Christ Jesus. And this is through him that we are compelled to love, to love one another. And Paul, Paul is writing a letter to give thanks to God for these traits that they have towards, because if you go for to uh, Colossians 4, you, you see very, the, Colossians 3, and also for about three, okay, three exactly. It's, it's, um, it's one of um, those scriptures that uh, is very heartwarming because Paul encourages, you know, togetherness, love among the saints. And, you know, um, there should be no box of the flesh, but let me not go there. But faith in Jesus, their faith in Jesus and their love for all the saints. Now says, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven because of their hope. And you agree with me that hope is what keeps a man alive. Um, when a man loses hope, he's, he's, he dies. The death might start mentally first and, you know, and then might lead to physical death. Hope is what gives a person assurance, is what gives a person um, that expectation, you know, because hope is not seen. If not, it will not be hope. But hope is like that expectation. And um, Romans 5 tells us about this hope. This hope is in the Lord Jesus. 
And Romans 5 tells us that that hope does not disappoint. This particular hope does not disappoint. Um, Jeremiah 17, 7 tells us that blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, that he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that takes root, planted by the rivers that takes root in the waters. Because the waters, they're representing their trust being in God. And um, I think First uh, Peter 1, 4 goes for that to describe this hope, that this hope is, an, is, is like an uncorruptible inheritance that is laid up for us in heaven, even though now that we might go through, for this reason, we might go through some little trials for a little time, you know, but at the end of it, or the reason for it is that your 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 hope your faith your your faith in Jesus is being purified and made authentic and genuine and then the reward of this hope at the end is the ultimate reward is the salvation of our souls so like i said without hope a man is lifeless this is what makes people commit suicide because they feel there is no hope and it leads them to end their life. But thank God that we have a great hope in the Lord Jesus. You know, not just in that which is laid up for us in heaven, but our hope is in the Lord Jesus. And it says, because of this hope, which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you have heard before, in the word of the truth of the gospel. Now, this hope is the reason for their faith in Christ Jesus and their love for the saints. It says this hope that you, um, that you heard, that you heard of in the word of the truth, that is in the gospel that, you, you, that was preached to you, the truth of the word of gospel, that when you, heard, when you heard about Jesus the first time, the first time that you probably truly gave your life to Christ, you know, it was because of a hope that you believed. You believed in what was said. You believed in the truth. And that birthed like a hope. Like I said before, this Romans 5 tells us that this hope does not disappoint. That says, which has come to you as it has also in the world. That means it was also preached in the world. And is bringing forth fruit. Is bringing forth fruit. Now, this fruit is the transformation. Remember, hope is in the Lord Jesus. And it's through faith that we access this hope. And our faith in the Lord Jesus produces fruit. Righteousness. Produces righteousness. Produces transformation in us. Brings forth fruit. You know, as we walk with the Lord, we bear fruit unto God, the fruit of the Spirit. As it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. The grace of God in truth. One of the ways that Jesus says that the Father is looking for those who worship him is in spirit and in truth. Of course, our grace is in the Lord Jesus. Tying it to what I said, our hope is in Jesus. The grace that we need to continually have that hope and to remain in him 
comes from Jesus. So it says, as you also learned, then it goes on to say, okay, as they, as they learned from Epaphras, our dear brother, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the spirit. Then Paul goes further. He says, for this reason, which reason? The reason of their faith in Christ, which produces the love for the saints and produces fruit, you know. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard, so since the day we heard, he says, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, this is a very important prayer, you know, um, which is a prayer we will pray today by the grace of God. It says that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, the knowledge of God's will. Um, what does it mean to be filled with the knowledge of his will? is to know the will of God at every point in time. So Paul here is praying that they may know, they may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. Now, basic definition of wisdom, I would say, is effective, um, effective application of knowledge not just application, but effective, right application, effective application. Because knowledge can be stationary. Knowledge can be head knowledge. You can just know something. But when you go forth to rightfully, effectively apply that which you know, I believe it turns to wisdom. So wisdom also is knowing what to do, knowing the right things to do. So Paul is praying that they may be first filled with the will of God, that they may know what to do because it's possible for somebody to know the will of God and not do it. So when we walk in it, that's what makes it wisdom. That's what makes us wise. Jesus also said that give two, you know, uh, 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 two descriptions. Say, I will tell you who is wise. It is he who hears my words and does my work. Then he who hears my word and does my word, it is like him that builds a house on a rock, you know, and then we know that scripture. And then even when the storm comes and it blows on that house, the house still stands. It does not fall. But he who hears my words and does not do it is like he who builds a house on, his, on, on, on sand. And when the wind comes and it blows vehemently on that house and it beats that house, it falls down and great will be its fall. So like I said, it's one thing to have the knowledge of his wills. Another thing to apply wisdom is to walk in it. Then he goes further to say, and also be filled with spiritual understanding. Understanding, you know, when you know a thing, it's one thing to know a thing. And as you know a thing, you walk in that thing. It's called wisdom. But as Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs chapter, uh, is it four? I think chapter four, somewhere verse nine or so, says um, wisdom is the principal thing. So therefore get wisdom. But then he now says, 
in all thy getting, get understanding, because wisdom is like, also the scripture says, by wisdom is a house built, but by understanding it is established, is understanding that gives it that firm foundation. And understanding is, understanding is also a type of knowledge. So a, a simple example is, I have knowledge of something, that's knowledge, I apply it, wisdom, then I apply it and I keep on applying it and I keep on applying it and I keep on doing it. Now, if you keep on doing it, there's a knowledge you will get at the end. After you do it for a certain period of time, there's a knowledge that is gained from that act, from that and that from that whole endeavor, from that repetition of doing that thing, of applying that wisdom, applying that wisdom. At the end, there's a knowledge that is got, gotten from it, whether it's the wisdom of man or wisdom of God. At the end, there's a knowledge that's gotten, and that knowledge might be, ah, this is what this thing produces over time, or this whether this thing works or not. Do, do you understand? No, if I'm making sense. Christine and Joe, do you guys understand why? Yes. Okay. So that knowledge at the end is called what I is always understanding. Is that knowledge at the at, at after doing a thing for a particular period of time? But this one now it says spiritual wisdom or spiritual understanding, which is the understanding that comes from the spirit of God. Because as well, as we walk this race, as you engage with God, as you know his will, have knowledge of his will, as you walk in it, there's an understanding that you get from that. And many times, or all the time, that understanding comes from the spirit. But many times the Holy Spirit has different ways of bringing understanding to you and I as we walk with him. Sometimes, he drops the under. You just, after a long period of time, maybe you're studying the word. One day that you're not even reading the word, maybe something happened and boom, it's like a light bulb. You now, something, something happened that, you know, brought that word back to you and you now understand that word. Is that that day, the Holy Spirit has brought understanding. Or sometimes you might be meditating, meditating. You've read that scripture many times and you open it that day and you, you open it and you read it. He drops something. Ah, you understand it. He has, he has dropped an understanding. Or something, like I said, something happens and then you see it. Sometimes you understand things that you are not taught. I don't know, has it, has it, has it happened to us before? You just know about something that you were not taught. You have a knowledge about, and you are correct. Has it happened to you before, Joe Houston? It, it doesn't. Uh, I want it to happen to me. <laughs> by the by, the grace of God, it will happen to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And it comes. For example, I'll use myself as an example. When I started studying the word, studying, 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 studying. I mean, at first, there are many things you don't understand. Studying, studying, you know, and then some things you understand, some things you forget. 
is maybe as you are going through experiences, because sometimes the Holy Spirit will use experiences to bring that understanding. For example, a word like, okay, um, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if I read it and I know it, I recite it. That's knowledge. I know about it. If I go further, to as opportunity comes my way, as God presents opportunity, I now act on that word. Now that is me applying wisdom. Now, as I act on it, act on it. When I act on it, I realize that this thing, things start changing or things start happening in my life that the Holy Spirit begins to point my heart that it's as a result of your application of the word or living the word, as you did it, there's this feeling of fulfillment for doing the will of God. It's just that feeling. You feel fulfilled. Do you understand? Now, at the end, that might be an understanding. Do you you get? Yes. That might be an understanding. Now, you... One might never, if I didn't practice that word, if I didn't walk in wisdom, I may never have experienced that understanding. You understand? That's another way that the Holy Spirit brings spiritual understanding by walking in wisdom. But first of all, one has to know, have the knowledge of his will, then walk in wisdom, which is application, And then over time, he drops, he gives spiritual understanding. Now going further, it says that verse 10, uh, Jonathan, we're reading uh, Colossians 1. So verse 10 says that you may walk. This is a prayer. It says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful, in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So after the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom, spiritual understanding, he says, this enables you and I to walk worthy of the Lord. To walk worthy of the Lord is to walk right before him. To walk in his righteousness. And we've talked about righteousness many times. Righteousness basically just means right standing with God, or doing things God's way, or doing things uh, the right way, or doing things God's way. Yes, doing things God's way. Or God's way of doing right. Because there's man's way of doing you know, right or doing things. But there is that way that is unto God. Because there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. But the path of the Lord always leads to his righteousness. So Paul is also praying after this. He's saying, when you are filled with all this, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. And when you walk worthy of the Lord, you will fully please him. Say fully pleasing him. And when you fully please the Lord, walking in his will, pleasing the Lord, he says, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So first of all, being fruitful 
when my ways, when all your ways and all my ways please the Lord, you will always be fruitful in everything you do because everything you do at that point in time is being led by the Lord. So you will always be fruitful. That's why Jesus was, was mega fruitful, over fruitful. In fact, his work is still bearing fruit and will continue to bear fruit forever. Because all his ways pleased God while he walked the earth. So being fruitful in every good work, like I said, at that point in time, everything you do will be fruitful. And good work there means work that comes from God. Every good work, every work that God tells you to do and increasing. And all this also brings an increase, increase in the knowledge of God. And somewhere in Proverbs says, the knowledge of the Holy One, that is the knowledge of God, is understanding. Because when you begin to know God, you begin to know God intimately, deeply, you know, you seek him, you, you, are, you begin to know him. He brings understanding. Remember, understanding says a knowledge that, that firms your belief. They say Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth and the life. You know, accept Jesus. Okay. You believe, right? You believe and then you accept him and you walk with him. Now, that is a wise decision. But you find out that after a while, you begin to ask yourself, why do I follow Jesus? Why do I follow Jesus? This is where the Holy Spirit begins to bring understanding. Because of your faithful work with God, you, there are understandings that you get at different points in time of your work with God that solidifies your belief in God. And as your belief is solidified in God, you increase in the knowledge of God. You now begin to understand that it pays to work with God. How, how do you know? Because of maybe certain experiences, you're like, if I wasn't in God, this wouldn't have this this would have happened. But thank God for the mercies of God, because you know that is in God. You now realize that okay, it's only in God that my destiny. I I didn't have this knowledge before, yeah, before I came to Christ. But as I came to Christ and I began to know Him and began to follow Him, I I I now be began to realize that there are certain things, there are certain things that were now unlocked in Christ that I, I had no knowledge and I never would have had any knowledge about it when I was outside of Christ. But being in Christ and working with him over time, I now began to realize that there are things that God has deposited in every person, but they are only, they are hidden in Christ and can only be unlocked in Christ as you seek him, as you go deeper in him, he will unlock it. Now, how did I know this? It's because of working with him over time. Now, that's an understanding. Do, do, do you get what I mean? You get my point, yeah? Is it? Uh... Yes. Okay. So, there's a knowledge whether concerning your life, concerning, you know, things, as you know God, as you walk with him, as you do his will, 
as you know him intimately, deeply, personally, you go deep, he begins to reveal because it's like a, it's a marriage, intimate, it's like a husband and wife. When they come together, they might be strangers before, when they come together, consummate, it's like they are naked before each other and they know each other. They, 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 nothing is hidden again. So you as the husband, you know things about your wife that nobody else knows because of that proximity, because of not just proximity physically, but proximity in mind, in heart. And so you people become one. It's the same way with God. When we, you begin to know things because all things were made by God. You understand? So as you spend time with him, you begin to understand why things are like this. You begin to understand why, why, why is this thing black? Why is this? You understand? Whereas the, the, the reason why you sought God was not, be, was not to know those things. Your desire was just to seek God. But this thing is telling us that as you walk in this, one of the fruit of it is the knowledge of God. And the knowledge of God is understanding. It brings understanding. Like I said, you begin to understand life. There are certain things that I just understand. I didn't read in a book anywhere, but again, just knowing God, it is, it is God himself that brings, that opens it up, opens that secret of his, because he's hidden in him. As you press deeper in him, you unlock things, whether for your life or for the lives of people around you or just life in general, you know? So, um, okay, verse 11, strengthened. Okay, after being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Now, with all this, it also brings a strength. And that strength is not rooted in your power. It's not rooted in my power. It is rooted in his glorious power. With all might in his glorious power. And all this... Um, all this produces, there is a level of patience because for a man, when, we, when I talked about hope earlier, for a man to have hope, he has to be tied to patience because hope is like, um, is like waiting for something, waiting for something. And as you're waiting for something, it requires patience. It requires patience. And our ultimate hope as every believer should be and is the Lord Jesus. Because like I said, the, uh, the scripture that says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. This man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers that takes root in the waters. And he goes on to say, you know, even in a time of, you know, uh, his leaf shall not ever, shall, shall always be green. 
Leaf being green represents you always have life, life, life. His, his leaves shall always be green. In the time of drought, he will not stop bearing fruit. Why? Because he is planted by the waters. And is because his hope is in the Lord. So I'm saying all this to just say that, say that in this walk, there is a particular patience. And Paul's prayer here reveals, if you really look at it, reveals that this patience is birthed from all of this, having the knowledge of his will, walking in it, and then that coming to that understanding, that understanding that makes you and I fruitful in every good work. Okay, that makes us, first of all, walk worthy of him, pleasing him. And as we do that, we are fruitful in every good work. And as we are fruitful in every good work, we increase in the knowledge of God. And as we do this, we are strengthened in him. And as we are strengthened in him, he produces a patience, a patience that is needed in this work that's supposed to, is a patience that is needed that lasts you to the end. Because we are in a time, are coming to a time where when Jesus revealed in Matthew 24 about the last days, he says there will be a great falling away. And the reason why there will be a great falling away, the great falling away means many people will denounce the faith. They will leave the faith. They will be get tired. Whether knowingly or, or no, not knowingly or not, but they will, they will, it will be a, like a gradual discontinuance of following Christ, truly following Christ. And that's because that patience has been lost. And this scripture is revealing what leads to that kind of thing or what leads to that patience because that patience is needed or that endurance is needed even to the end. That's what strengthens and is that hope. Is that hope. Remember I said, a man that loses hope, loses, is lifeless, becomes dead. So in this context, the great falling away happens because many people will lose hope in Jesus. They, will, they might be scoffers and say, ah, this thing that we've always said that Jesus Christ is, ah, when will it happen? And with that, they lose hope. And that's because this prayer that we're reading, we're talking about now is not at work in them. First of all, they are not filled with the knowledge of his will. Or maybe they are filled with knowledge, but they are not walking in it. And as they are not walking in it, over time, it's like sowing a seed of deception. So, it says, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy. Because, again, whether in the good, life will be filled with many things. Good times, bad times, you know, rough times. But in all with all patience and long-suffering, with joy, with joy. Bible says that in the presence of God, there is, there is fullness of joy and in his right hand pleasures forevermore. And knowing God intimately and coming to that place will always take you to that place in his presence where you find joy no matter what is happening, no matter what's going on around you, even if the world is crumbling. Is that place, is that thing that will be able to sustain you and I till the end is what produces this patience and long-suffering with joy. Does, does that make sense? No, I'm, I'm, I'm moving from one place to another. 
Does that make sense, bro? Christine and uh, Jonathan. Yes, yes, I'll be too. Okay, okay. Please, just anything yes. that, anything that's not, please, don't hesitate to, you know, stop me and uh, let me know. Twelve. Now says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us <clears throat> to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So the Father has given us privilege as we do all these things. The Father gives us privilege to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Then going further, <clears throat> 13, it says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. So this is one scripture that is also, you can also use as you walk in this, you know, the enemy will always come with different things and as Bible tells us to be sober and watchful for our adversary, the devil comes, prowls around like a roaring whom to devour. And he uses different things just to throw you off the road, just to throw you out of Jesus so that you don't fulfill these things. So these scriptures reveal what God, how he made us partakers or made us qualify to be partakers. It started with faith in Jesus, which produced love for the saints and going down as you read from, and to this point, he said he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed, that is he has and transferred us from that kingdom of darkness. He has transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son or the son of his love in whom it is in him. Remember I said our hope is in Jesus is in him we have redemption through his blood by the forgiveness of sin as jesus said he is the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father no one can enter that can partake in that inheritance except through him this is where paul now begins to now establish who this jesus is and there's a reason why I started with this scripture before we go to Psalm 37. So Paul begins to describe who this Jesus is. He said in verse 15, he is the image of the invincible God, the firstborn of over all creation. He's the image, the, 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 the um, I don't know the word to use, the, the representation, the, the, uh, no, look-alike is, is, is very watered down. <laughs> the image of the invincible God. So another translation will say the visible of the invincible. If you are to see God in form, in a visible form, it is Jesus Christ. So he's trying to establish who Jesus is and tell us who Jesus is. He is the image of the invincible God. And it says the firstborn over all creation. Now this part, because of time, I don't even want to really go into this part. But to just browse through it, or yeah, browse through it. Firstborn over all creation. You know, Jesus is the first. Even as he came to Jesus, was the first of his kind. 
John said, the reason why I was sent to baptize is so that I can look for the Messiah, the one that the Spirit falls upon and dwells permanently on him, that this is the Son of God. Jesus was the first and is the first of his kind. You know, when a person gives their life to Christ, we call it the new birth. They become born again. So their spirit is transformed. So they are born again. Now that act, that whole technology or that whole, that thing that goes on when a person truly gives their life to Christ and they are, they are transformed, their spirit is transformed. That whole act, the first of his kind like that was Jesus. That's just one aspect of it, but let me not dwell too much on it because of time. The firstborn over all, all, all creation, the only one who was not created. The one that came forth from God. 16, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invincible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Jesus, it was by Jesus Christ that God created all things. Because, you know, Jesus, before he became Jesus, that worked, his original title or name is the word of God, the living word of God, the eternal word of God. So when God said, let there be light, in the beginning there was light, it was when God spoke, it is Jesus that went forth to produce that which God has said. I also believe anytime God spoke in the Old Testament, it was Jesus that spoke, except maybe it was to be expressly said that, oh, the Father, you know. So by him were all things made. John also, John 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was the God and the word was God. Because bringing it home, you you realize that your words are you and you are your words. So, and the word was made through him and nothing was made without him. So it's again, just establishing the, the, the authority and the sovereignty of the Lord Jesus. He says all things, whether in heaven or on earth, visible or invisible, whether thrones, dominions, principalities, those principalities that uh, they talk, Jesus created them. He is the head. Another scripture will say Jesus is the head of all principalities and powers. Now says all things were created through him. Now he's not, not only that, things were created by him all things were created through him and all things were created for him for him everything that we do here everything in this in this in this quotation is even small in, in this whole age or everything that has to do god is for the son the kingdom of god the king over that is the son is jesus king jesus the great one 17 says, he, and he is before all things. That is, he comes before all things. And in him, all things consist. Meaning, in him, all things exist. He, he is the 
Amplified to say he is the coercive force that holds the universe together. That means the reason why the universe or the sun is not falling on top of the earth, even though we can see, is because of Jesus. The reason why things are, you know, where they are, they're supposed to be, everything, the whole, all things consist is because of Jesus Christ. 18 reviews, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, that he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. It was him that rose first, rose from the dead by himself. Said, oh, destroy this temple in three days, and in three days I'll raise it up. And he rose from the dead, and the, 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 when he rose, he died with, you know, brutal, you know, with his body uh, disfigured and everything, but he came out. So he's the first from the dead, the first resurrection. And that resurrection is also going to happen to us at the end by his mercy and by his grace. But he is the first that in all things he may have preeminence. Preeminence means the most important. He's the, he's, he be placed above all things, all things we worship him. All, everyone will worship him. The 19 reveals why this was so. It says, for it pleased the father that in him, that is in Jesus Christ, all the fullness, that is, should dwell. That is everything that has to do with God. It pleased the father that he will put it in the son. So all judgment, all things has been given to the son. And at the end, the son, the son said, I will, I will restore all things and I will give it back to the father. And by him, okay, that all things should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him. So it is through Jesus Christ that all things will be reconciled back to God whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, that is you and I, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind, in our minds, by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, through his, his, his death on the cross, to present you and I, that at the end of the day, this walking that we are walking with Christ here on earth, that the Holy Spirit is praying us, you know, making us, shaping us every day, trying to beat us and shape us to the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Father only trusts the Son. And the only way that we can get to the Father is to the degree that you and I look like the Son. Because when he looks at you, what he wants to see is his son. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So this 22 is revealing that in the, the reason for his death is so that at the end, he will present you and I holy and blameless and above reproach in the sight of God. Holy then means set apart unto God completely, submitted to him by his spirit and 
that has only that has already started now like i said god that's why god is most holy meaning god is is set apart only to himself do we understand that god is 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 set apart to himself because you ask yourself where was god before all things were created he was in himself all things were in him where did he there, there was no heaven where there was no heaven there's no earth so that's what makes him holy he's a holy god meaning he's set apart unto himself so he now says we also be holy meaning we also be set apart unto him so jesus wants to present you and i at the end and everyone who is part of the church and his bride wants to present you and i holy to the father holy and blameless without spot without wrinkle and that's why he gave us his spirit his spirit being our tutor our teacher the one to make it possible as we submit to the leading of the holy spirit that's why at the end of the day paul said as many that are led by the spirit of god he said these ones are what are the sons of god meaning because we will follow the same pattern of the only son of god so that through him as we do this the same way he was submitted to the law of the spirit we also become sons of god upon us says if indeed the scripture there are so many ifs see if indeed you continue remember i said before that oh, the great falling away and the reason is because of you know um which i don't want to go back to reason because of everything i said before about you know having the knowledge of his will walking in it having that understanding being strengthened by it and it leads to you being fruitful you being uh, walking worthy of god and being righteous and you know you walking uh, uh, you bearing fruit unto god and it's strengthening you and it's producing that patience that is needed so here i saying if you continue in that in the faith because all these things starts with faith coexists with faith and continues with faith and also ends by faith if indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope so it's coming back to that hope that hope in who the hope of the gospel which you heard the gospel of who the gospel of our lord jesus which you heard at the beginning that made you follow christ if you continue in it walk in it go deep in it hold on to him continue to walk with him all this that he has said shall be us and at the end he will present you and i to the father holy and blameless if we continue in the hope of the gospel which we which we heard which was preached to every creature under heaven nurses of which i paul became a minister so i emphasize why i started with that scripture before we just quickly touch on psalm 37 touch on few verses in psalm 37 so the reason why i started with that scripture i put the scriptures there are two different but the way i connected them is really knowing 
who Jesus is, knowing that he is in control, no matter what is happening, no matter what, um, you know, you, you, your trust in something or in someone is heavily determined on your knowledge of that person or that thing. So the reason why people they trust in money or trust in men because they feel, oh, this man is great. Oh, this money is what Asaret ought, you know. But when you begin to know God, when you begin to have the knowledge of God, God begins to help us. We begin to know God, truly know God. When you understand, and I understand who Jesus really is, and to just let that knowledge sink in at the very core, at the very depth of our heart, at the very reins of our heart, at the very core of our souls, that Jesus is in control. All things belong to him. All things were created by him. He's the one that nothing is impossible for him, that he is the great one. He is the mighty one. He is the one that the head of that that thing they say hey, nobody has is a lie when Jesus comes in he is scatter anything that is not whether darkness there's, he is in control all power belongs to him everything belongs to him that scripture says both visible and invisible the things seen and the things unseen all things belong to him when you understand it, when we now come to Psalm 37, this builds your faith. Like I said, your trust in something is determined by your knowledge of that thing. If you don't know God, you will not really trust in him. If I don't know God, if I truly don't know God, that that knowledge has not sunk in. If I've not hidden the word of God in my heart, in my heart, David says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. So that means that because of the word of God, the knowledge of God, because the word of God is also God. God is his word and his, and his word is him because he says he will honor his word above his name. Meaning that when that word that he has hidden in his heart, that I may not sin against you, meaning even when his body wants to sin, there will be a great resistance to that external knowledge, to that thing because of that word, because of that knowledge. So when you, when you and I really know God, you will understand who he is. And when he says, trust me, you will trust him with your life. The disciples, when they followed Jesus in the beginning, yes, they believed, but they didn't truly know who, who walked with them, who walked in the midst of them. They didn't really know. That's why when, you know, the, 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 when they came to arrest, they all fled. And, you know, even though Peter said, oh, I will, I, I will die for you. He fled. He denied Jesus three times. But the same disciples, when they, when, when the fullness of what Jesus said came to pass, when they saw that Jesus, this same Jesus that we saw that was crucified, that was killed, that was bruised, that was, you know, uh, brutally murdered, we saw him again in his new form, as if nothing happened. Now, in great power, he has conquered. He rose from the dead. And they saw him arose to the heavens. 
Now, because of that knowledge, now they know, now everything that happened that time, it, it began to make sense. Because of the, these same disciples that fled, were ready to give their lives. They were ready to trust God with everything, no matter what was happening. They were ready to trust God in good times, in bad times. Paul heard of Jesus before, but until he had that encounter with Jesus, and he said, this Jesus, and he said, who are you, Lord? Say, Paul, Paul, why do you persecute me? And all those, when he had that encounter, it, 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 Paul became, you know, uh, 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 will I say, what, what's the word? He became a, 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 a uh, help me so long. <laughs> became radical hey, for, for Jesus. You know, the same one who was fighting Jesus and his disciples. Because he came to he came to a knowledge of Jesus. He, that's when he knew this ah this Jesus that I've been fighting and his disciples. He is he is the true God and Savior. He is the one in control. Forget what you are seeing. Jesus is in control. So with that knowledge, when we read the few verses from three, uh, Psalm thirty seven, from three to eight, the aim of this like. Uh, like I wrote in the group, is to build trust in God. Trust in God. Say, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Feed on his promises. Feed on that which he has said. Believe it. Walk in it. Do not let keep it in the midst of your heart. It says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, this part, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I mean, a lot of people have misquote, misquoted this scripture to mean he will give you desires outside his own desires, because God will not give you anything or desire to give you anything that is outside his will. But the the... The, the, the mystery behind this verse 4 is that when you delight yourself in the Lord, you become more and more like him. You, you, um, your heart becomes entwined with his. So his desires become your desire. So at that point in time, because your soul desire is to please him, there will be a very smooth flow of his heart to your heart. You understand? So you will now begin to desire his desires. And that's why it says he shall give you the desires of your heart because he now becomes the king of your heart, the king of my heart. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. He now says, commit your way. Now tells you how. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And that says, rest in the Lord. And this rest, again, the pathway to this rest is in everything we said in Colossians 1, from having a knowledge of his will, walking in it, Bringing to down, he, he brings, he brings joy, brings rest, he brings rest. When we rest from our own 
our own works, our own works, meaning our own ambitions, what we, and we don't rest in his own. Because again, knowing that his thoughts for us, his thoughts for you and I are thoughts of good and not of evil to, to, bring, to give us hope and bring us to an expected end. So it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Know that it says, do that wait on the Lord. It shall renew their strength. They shall walk. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Yes. There's another part that says, they will not be ashamed. They that wait for him or wait on him. So rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret. Do not fret. Meaning do not be anxious. Do not worry. Do not panic. No matter what I say, do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. And you say, hey, this person is prospering. What about me? What about? It happens to all of us. It happens to many of us. But this is a scripture to bring your heart. Because Satan always wants to blow the breeze of anxiety and fear and worry and doubt and unbelief. This is what makes many times we will not trust in God because we forget. That's why Proverbs 4 will always tell us, forget not the law of the Lord. Do not forget. Satan's aim is for you and I to forget. Always remember who is in control. Jesus Christ is in control. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. And that says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Then jumping to verse uh, 16, 16 to 19. I believe. Okay, 18 to 19, right? Okay, yeah. 18 to 19, verse 18 to 19. Um, verse 18 says, The Lord knows the days of the upright, the days of the righteous, those that walk upright, those that walk worthy of the Lord. The Lord says he knows their days. And their inheritance shall be forever. Remember, we came from a scripture that is talking about an inheritance of the saints and the light that we shall be partakers if we continue, if we do this. So the Lord knows the days of the upright. In other words, day by day, another translation says, day by day, the Lord watches the good deeds of the godly. He sees your work. He sees it and he prepares for them his forever reward. 19 says, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time because there will be a time that they will, it will, we are already in those times. And as time goes on, it will get more evil. It says, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. Remember, I, read, I talked about the scripture, Jeremiah's, 17, 7 to 9 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. Because your hope is in someone who can never die, who, someone who can never fail, someone who is forever, someone who is all-powerful, almighty. It says you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers who takes his root in the waters. 
So 19 says, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. Then the last part from verse 23 to 26, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. As long as you are in that path with him, he is the one that will order your footsteps. And he delights in the way that God delights in the way of the good man. He says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Then 26, 25, 26, he says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. So, my brethren, I first of all just try to establish, you know, the pathway of walking with God and, you know, establishing that hope and that our hope be in Jesus and what the hope uh, 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 produces, the fruit the hope produces. And trying to now, Paul, now trying to help us understand this person that we have our hope in, who is he, sir? Who is he? And then he begins to describe the greatness, that this is the great one, the mighty one, the one who has never lost a battle, the one uh, mighty in battle, the king of all kings, the lord of all lords, the, the, the ruler of every realm, of all kingdoms, all dominions. This is the one our hope is in. This is the one who we should trust in. And I pray that the Lord will help us every day, every single moment in the name of Jesus. Amen. So yes. Amen. Anyone has anything to share or say? Please. Please feel free. Anyone? Someone do have? Okay. I think you nailed it all. Uh, uh, I thought you want to say something. Bro, who's there? Okay. Oh, me? Yeah, I, I was saying, I, I think you did a very good job. You covered everything, like... In my, like I said he nailed he nailed it like <laughs> he did a great job. Okay. Well, Jonathan, Alpha, what about you? Yeah. Well, I don't think I have any um question, but mm -hmm. you know, okay. it's just like a reaffirmation of what is is in the Bible. So it's just like a 
like you're, you're hearing it again, you know, and it's building your um, faith and, you know, how you relate to Christ. So, yeah. All right. Praise God. Um, you know, God as a personality has been God right from the beginning till the time we don't know when the time that the time will end. So we just assume that for every billion of generations that passed, God is God to each one of them. And it's not the same for all of them. So even the generation goes to a trillion people, the way God will God will deal with them, the trillion people. He said we can't exhaust him. Uh, even though we, the people, the billions, we can uncountable people, God can still, the spirit of God can still deal with everyone individually. And it will still, the whole creation cannot exhaust him. Um, earlier today, I was, uh, I was meditating and about a lot of things. And he, the Lord made me to understand one thing. He said, he is the resource that does not get dry. Because whatever it is, whatever it is, we've heard of, we've heard of um, uh, people, great men, they are, they've come and gone from Father Abraham. They've all come and they've gone. Building civilizations have disappeared. But God is still God whatever he's doing does not change. Now, from what Rebecca has been saying, what I just want to add to is the personality called the Lord Jesus Christ from the, um, from the grace and the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding God has given me concerning this topic is this. I just want to summarize everything. You see, the intention of God from the beginning was the Lord Jesus Christ. The what Jesus Christ came to do, because Adam failed, was to, to show us, this is who I want to, um, this is what I want Adam to be like. This is, this is it. So the, the reflection, the reflection of God was expressing the Lord Jesus Christ, how he wants us to be. Taking you to Genesis chapter one, in the beginning, and um, to verse two, before we get to three where they fell, we notice one thing God wanted. Seeing um, the relationship God wanted to, to, to have with man. That relationship is what I'm talking about right now. Is that God did not create anything in his, in every, the angels were made, were created and all that. But we, as, as people, as, as humans, God chose to make us in his image, you know? Now, when Adam failed, that relationship was severed, and that's what Christ came to do. So whatever, how good the doctrine sounds, no matter how, how moral, how, how, I don't know, how successful, how prosperous, that doctrine, that group, 
that message, whatever it sounds, if it can't make you like Christ, Jesus, then that is a lie. Because we've seen it that, and another thing, this is an encouragement now, is that you can't believe what you don't know. He has already said that. You can't trust. You can't trust what you don't know. Am I, am I talking? Am I communicating something? Hello? Are we there? Okay, this guy's network is gone. Can you hear me? Hello? I think um, Jonathan network has gone. Hello, Houston. Houston. Okay. So, as it is, until we are conformed to the image of his son, until we are conformed to the image of his son, then our move, our move to perfection is not complete. Whatever, how good it is, how much we preach, how much we teach, if we are not conformed to the image of his dear son, then whatever it is that we are doing is vain. Because the entire purpose of Christ coming to die, not just to die for us, to show us the power of God, to demonstrate to us the humanity side God wants us to play and the supernatural side God wants us to play. We saw that in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. How he did everything exactly as how the Father wants it. Because he himself made us to understand that he did nothing that he did not see the father do. That all these things you see me do is what the father is doing. So he is the expression of the father. And that's how every one of us are supposed to be. Whether you are in Ghana, Guatemala, you are in Madagascar, wherever it is, you find yourself at any point in time, we are supposed to express the mind of God, the act of God in that vicinity. And how do we do that? We can only do that when we are one with him. Do we just become one with God? No. It takes time. It takes pruning. It takes staying 
There's a proverb Yoruba has. They say, What what it means is this literally is if you stay too long, let me just say the way it sounds. If you stay too much around soap, you become soapy. If you put something around soap for a long, maybe you have like a sponge, and the sponge is always sitting in the soap, inside the soap. After a while, if you take that thing out, even the, the nylon or the soap wrapper, whatever, it gets soapy as well. After a time, it soaks soap. So if we stay too much, too long, we stay longer in the presence of God, in the things of God, in the knowledge of God, they will start to be like him. And that's just how, because I know maybe some of us will be wondering, all Emeka has been saying, the knowledge, wisdom, knowledge, this is like, but the summary of it is all is that, how do you get this? How do you become this Christ? Said, wait upon the Lord, patiently waiting. If you wait patiently on the Lord, I think in that Psalms, let me go up, that should be, oh, second, we say, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. 37, Psalm 37, verse 7. And fright not thyself because of him who prospereth in his ways, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. These things are things that we do. We worry, we, we are angered, and it now goes when I say cease from anger. Because if you start considering the ways of these wicked people that are prospering around you, wicked people that are doing things and getting away with it, this thing comes up. Anger comes up. Wrath comes up. You have to say, free not thyself in any wise to do evil. You see, for the culture, for the culture of those people that want to become like God, this is just steps that you need to take. He now goes what I said, for evil doers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. You see, this is, the word of God cannot lie, but how many people believe God or trust God enough to like wait on him. Say, so, for the mixture shall inherit the earth. This is coming up the second time again. And shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. You see, all these, all these things, all these profit, benefits, they all started happening when you rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Because a learning process as it is, you don't just go to primary school and start reading ABC. No. Neither do you just go to the, the uh, secondary school 
and you just start solving divide the x and complex chemistry. No, if you know, if I don't know why these days people don't really want to wait on God to learn from the spirit. The school of the spirit also is the same thing. There are classes we need to pass. And how do we, you have to stay in school to pass these classes. You have to stay in the school of the spirit, wait in the place of prayer, wait in the place of meditation, wait in the place of fellowship like we're having now. And that builds us up every day. You know, some people even go further in the, uh, what do they call it? Our world, this in the world, let me just conventional system. You go for masters, then some women go for that to do doctorate. But if you consider in the school of the spirit, people don't take their time to wait, to study, to understand this God, to grow in knowledge. No, they don't. And that's why we have what we have now. But if we only can wait on God to learn, gradually we will start becoming every day, every lesson, every instruction, every assignment that is done by us in the process as we are obeying him, we start becoming like him. We start demonstrating the knowledge. We start demonstrating the wisdom, we start getting further understanding. And before you know it, when people see you, your life has been transformed from what it used to be. Now we are now coming into that place where they say is the image. We are now becoming the image of his dear son, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that I've tried to just summarize all what Lionel has been saying, and may God give us understanding, deeper understanding of him in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, just want us to, let's just begin to pray and just, first of all, just thank God for his word. Father, Lord, we thank you. Thank him for his word that we have heard. For the entrance of his word brings light and understanding. Like we talked about, brings light, the entrance. That is the, the, the rest, the penetration of his word brings light, brings understanding even to the simple. And that light is a lamp. The word of God is a lamp onto our feet. That is to show us the way to go even in close proximity and a light onto our path to show us the pathway to go. It is the word of God. The word of God is a map for us. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, for everything that you have told us. Thank you for, you know, your presence. Thank you for the utterance. Thank you, God, for ministering to us. Thank you, God, for upholding us with your righteous right hand. Thank you, Jesus, 
for your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful time in your presence, for where two or three are gathered in your name, that you are there. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is access, there is emancipation from bondage. Father, Lord, we bless your name. We worship you. We give you all the praise. You deserve it all. Like we read in you, you in all things, you must have preeminence. You are all in all. By you, all things were created. For you, all things were created. Through you, all things were created. You are the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the one who, 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 who is the ruler of all realms, of all dominions, the creator and the ruler of all realms, all dominions all kingdoms. You are all in all. You are all that matters, Lord Jesus. Help us. Let us pray that the Lord will help us to grow, to, to be filled with the knowledge first of him. To know who he is, that who he is will be, will be, will be established. We will have an understanding of who the God, of who the God we worship is. For the Bible says the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. When you know God truly, it is what brings understanding. You now have an understanding. Okay, this is why I should remain in God. This is why I should choose light over darkness. This is why this way is like this and I should remain. This is why this other way shall never profit me. But the way of righteousness is the real way. Is the real way, is the truth. That, oh, Kasima Kumanakayikoshambre, when you know, when you know God, you have understanding of many things. That is the first thing that we may come to know God truly and have an understanding of his being, of who he is, of his might. Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Rago palasize iketum pasiagaga shebregegengo inakwanta sibrakuma saibros kovetishke vetuatim bragaga yeko shambre. Even to know the Lord, to know the Holy One is eternal life. John says, This is eternal life that you may know God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. When you know God, it is easy to trust him. When you trust him, you love him. When you love him, it is easy to obey. Help us to know you, O God. Help us to keep you, keep your word at the very depth, at the very core are the very reins of our hearts, of our souls, that they become ingrained in our beings, in our hearts, in our minds, in everything that concerns us. Shaba yagaga yakuma kashebete kupala skava. That this knowledge, this knowledge will lead to us trusting in you with our whole hearts, trusting our, our, our lives, trusting all that concerns us, trusting our souls with you, Lord Jesus, because we know that you, all things belong to you. 
It is in you that all things exist. It is in you that all things are kept together. Not apart from you. Knowing that you are life. Jesus said that he is the way. He is the life. Not just life. He is the life. Meaning he is the only way to life. His life is life. And he is the truth. No man comes to the Father, meaning no man comes to the Father except through the pathway of life. And the pathway of life is Jesus Christ. Rabona Cassiente. When we know this, let when the enemy comes to whisper another way, we tell him, we resist you in the name of Jesus. We tell just like when he came to tempt Jesus. Jesus knew the Father. He didn't need manankusare tupale. He didn't need to reinvent anything. He didn't need to change anything. But the enemy wanted him to prove. He didn't need to prove anything because he knew whom he was from. He knew whom he was. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I was that even when the enemy comes to whisper, we say no, we resist you in the name of Jesus. For in him we live, we move, and have our being. When we understand this, we resist the devil. When we understand this, we are able to resist sin because we know, we know, we know that this does not pay, that this other way can never lead to life. Even that knowledge brings us to a place of love. When you know God intimately, you come to a place of his love. Manta Sabrika. And when you love God, when you and I love God, you will not sin against him. Shana Kuatakumpa Joseph said to Potiphar's wife, How can I commit this great sin against my God? Because he had a knowledge, a knowledge of God that was able to resist sin. Ratos. Santa Katia Tepe, Mente Kitu Shabragaga, Abampia Kumpe Sisi, Panta Kuma Saibroskove, Rado Nakagaga, Ia Yokogo, Impie Keshebe, Roskovanta Sabre Kuma Shaikome, that who know you, O God, who come to the knowledge of you, and as soon as we pray this prayer, that who come to the knowledge of his will, the knowledge of his will. To, to be filled with the knowledge of his will. And as, as we're filled with the knowledge of his will, we will walk in all wisdom with spiritual understanding that will enable us to walk worthy of him at all times. In the name of Jesus, Radonos Sovetis Kepre, that as we walk worthy of him at all times, that all that we do will please him. Oh, Shangadia, Rosa Zaza, Asizembe, even as we please him, that everything you do at that point, because you are one, you have become one with the Holy One. Therefore, 
all that you do, oh, sebre kumishaga gayiku makahu bear fruits, shempe sege dege dege lege tuku baradina kasibra gade, raska brande. Psalms 1 says that, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of your godly, nor sons in the, in the, in the, in the, in, in the path of sinners, nor sits with the seeds on the, of the scumful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall never wither. In us, says, whatever he does shall prosper. This is because this one has become one, has become one with the Holy One, with the Great One. With the all sufficient one, this one has come to the knowledge of God as his shepherd, therefore, he shall not want. That even as we come to know him, even as we come to walk in his ways, risk of and we have that understanding and we work body of him and we please him and all that our, all that we do prospers, all that we do brings forth fruit that will be strengthened continually. Shanti Skibra, it is what strengthens a man. For it is not by power, it is not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts, that he be strengthened in all his might, in all of his glorious power, in all long-suffering, in all patience and long-suffering with joy, that this produces that patience that is able to last, that is able to take them even to the end. That even in the time of drought, even in the evil time, even in time of famine, that they shall never be ashamed, that they shall that they shall produce fruit. That we will be these people in the name of Jesus. Radanda da 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 da. Aquina kola sambre. Ishamba borak. Ragaga sambe. Oh, late. Ole tekia sembre. I pray this prayer, not just for us here, but for our brethren who are not here. Rasombe. Oh, Lord. Nakwika pampia. That we pray for them. We pray for each person that they come to the knowledge of you. That knowledge that will help them to trust you and know you and to follow you. Whether in secret, in public, in any place, in the highs, in the lows, at any point in time, in any circumstances. That they will also come to the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that enables them to walk worthy of you at all times and please you. Shambroskove, that they be strengthened. Radono Soko, that they bear fruit, that we bear fruit unto you. Radende, and they be strengthened. Iekete kubatia, ikepetukuta, rasambrekone in your glorious power, that we will trust, we will rest in you, 
ule kwa that we will wait on you the power to pray the power to wait in you the power to fast rosso soziski pandasia kwasha braka yeko petia konte sebreketekai eketekai eketekai eketokupa jadeteli itelisi itelimbrikita ayeyo kombe inisaiswa isonzi itekuna kakia kwa manzizi bragage egela kutusha bragaga yekombe sibraka sondes kifambraga dekumate that your spirit will equip each one of god in the name of jesus shedus kabambie ketukuradande ia kwa sebrekete that your love will flow through our hearts for you ultimately and also for one another in the name of Jesus that whatever is not of you because we know and we've come to that understanding and as your word says and as we read that you have a yeko shambre you have delivered us from the power of darkness and you have translated us into the kingdom into that realm that of your dear son as king, as governor, as lord, as god, as son sobre, radona kasari kusambre, that anything that is not you in our lives, we resist you in the name of Jesus. Be broken in the name of Jesus. Away with you in the name of Jesus. Whether visible or invisible, even as we grow in you, as we grow in your word, as we grow in your will, as we grow in the knowledge of you, in the knowledge of your will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, we grow in strength, in your strength, in your power, in your love, in your truth, in your way, in your life, in your light, in your kingdom. In your righteousness, la tuate de tua ituata kambabia mansizi brago ete tumana kaikua radon shikutu barasis kevete shepreketi that tuos shetus kabra that we at the end will be ayeko felebenisi bragade that your hope that you will be our hope that our eyes will be fixed on you, that you will be our hope. And as we keep our gaze on you, we will be sustained even in the evil time. Because we are like that man planted by the rivers taking his root in the waters being nourished by you every day in our sleep. That sickness cannot survive in our bodies. Untimely death is never our portion or the portion of anything or anyone that concerns us. Any form of death, whether death spiritually, mentally, physically, we resist you in the name of Jesus. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. That the Lord, as we know him and continue to 
knowing intimately that he will hide us in him, in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle. There we shall be hidden. For him, that is in the place where we are secure. Not in man, not in our careers, not in our beauty or, or handsomeness or in our talents or family connections of him. We are only secure in the one who is all in all, in the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you jesus thank you jesus mm. every day every day every day every day we will grow we will not remain the same in the name of jesus Rakamba swate kupe, ipi kwate kwatakwa, mansa kwate kutubrade. That we come to the understanding, to the knowledge of God. Rasambrek, that we shade domina katila, the strength to yield to the Holy Spirit. Nan suprinki sibra bombeteke. Not because we are coerced, not because we are forced, no, because of love, because of love, that your love will flow through our hearts. Oh, let waka. In our vessels, through our vessels, even unto others, shaga yagaga yagaga raga yagaga yekopate, that we become partakers of the inheritance of the saints and the light. In the name of Jesus, that at the end, His testimony over you, His testimony over me, His testimony over us all, will be well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come into the rest of your father, and he will present us holy and blameless to the father. That at no point in time shall we be weary. And even if we are weary, oh, the Lord will arise. He will arise strong and great in our lives to strengthen us, to uphold us with his righteous right hand. That will bear fruit in all that we do because our hearts are aligned to His and we produce and walk in righteousness for His name's sake. Oh, that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil. When we know God, He drives fear for perfect love. Cast out fear. When we know God, it destroys the hold of anxiety, the hold of worry, the hold of panic. You, you become firm and established in God, in that foundation that can never be destroyed, in that foundation that can never be broken or shaken or moved. Rabona that will be rooted in that foundation. Oh Lord my God, Raskaba, do that work in each person, even those who are not here, wherever they are, I commit them into your hands. Let your light shine upon every darkness. Oh, Shanda, Gini, Subra, Gade.
And when it's time for the sons of God to arise, that we will be among. Do that which only you can do, Lord Jesus. Oh, for we put our trust in you. And whoever put their trust in you will never be ashamed. They will never be ashamed. As we wait on you, God, we know we will never be ashamed. No matter what man is saying, no matter what may be going on around us, as long as we keep our gaze and wait on you and wait for you, we will never be ashamed that when you arise and you turn things around, you will put to shame every wisdom of man, every wisdom of the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Skabani, Shembrekete. Thank you, preeminent one. Thank you, great one. Thank you, all sufficient one. Thank you, Jehovah Elohim. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, our shepherd. Thank you for leading us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, be thou exalted, O God. 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 Reko sambre, rakatanda sibia kushkaba, oletuataka. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just begin to thank Jesus. Thank the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for this encouragement. Thank you for this strengthening. For we know we are not living the same way we came. We are living a quench. We are living. We are living restored. We are living healed. We are living saved. We are living delivered. We live with your light. With your light. And let your light continue to burn. Within us, let your fire burn. Within us. Raka say the fire of your love, the fire of your passion. Radanda gadadila kwadi sabraka sabraka shadadus kovrande. That no matter what anybody brings, we say no. The Lord Jesus is faithful because that is His name, faithful and true. As the Scripture says, feed, dwell in the land, feed on His faithfulness, for His name is called faithful and true. He is faithful and true. Ranganga gagaga. 
all things belong to him nankia kwate sebre kumbe aletwate pua thank you great one thank you oh god shanda subragade thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah thank you jesus thank you oh god we bless your holy name lord jesus thank you oh god thank you in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen 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 thank you jesus thank you jesus